The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello everybody, welcome to New York Talk, this is the Rugby Podcast, and it's another weekend of out, out the saying list, so we have less to talk about, so thanks everybody uh, for that one, <laughs> um, but there's still plenty to cover, and we are going to go back to the start of the season and look at how we all did in our pre-season predictions. <sighs> we are stupid in about half an hour's time, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, <laughs> So we've gone back to the line from the from the preseason episode. Mick is with us. Hello, Michael. Hello. Uh, Benjamin's with us. Ben, what have you just finished eating? Just for every you know, all them times out there. Rice pudding. Rice uh, pudding. Is, that, is it a homemade rice pudding or is it uh, obviously no homemade? Cool. <laughs> it's good this week. You haven't got your bow tie on, so you're going to worry about indigestion or anything like that. Ah, really I know. No. <laughs> uh, Danny, back with us. Thank you for joining us. Danny, how are you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing all right. Wonderful. And Lewis Alden's back with us. Thank you for joining us, Lewis. Hi, chaps. Place to be back on again. It's good stuff in here. We've got Philip Hawes, who is with us. Uh, he's a new cat called Chio. She's a, she, I'm a big fan of that type of thing. <laughs> Essex Formula is with us, AJK is with us, Neil Liversidge. Luca Wildwood has hopefully starts off better than the last podcast. I think it has. Uh, again, the bar was low, but I think we nailed it. Um, Paul Brock's with us, YouTube user, and Neil Taylor is with us. Um, like I said, we haven't got a great deal to cover tonight, to be honest with you, but we'll cover what we can. So we start with a little bit of transfer rumour, Danny. Uh, you obviously are the one we come to because I'm interested in this type of thing. Um, the rumour <laughs> coming out of today that's come from um, I think it's Alan Nixon from Sun uh, is that Ben Wiles here with us, Cheryl. Thank you for timing that. Is the rumour about Ben from a credible source or just another rumour? So, I'll answer the first part is that he is generally a pretty good source. Um, but as with all people who put rumours out there, it may be two out of ten that hit the mark, Danny, and that's just how transfer rumours work in it, really. Yeah, and um, if anything like me, the Sun's a bit. 
Um, but in, ter- in terms of the bloke himself, Alan Nixon, um, he is gen- generally a credible source and does get at least five out of his ten right, so he's better than most, shall we say. Um, and I think the Ben Wilde rumour to Huddersfield is them just putting names onto a list. Um, like They've probably got two lists, one for Premier League, one for Championship, and he's probably on their championship list if they stay down this season. But they probably won't go for him if they go Premier League because they'll have a lot more money to throw at it. Um, but yeah, the Wales one does have a little bit of weight to it. But on the flip side of that, there is also a little bit of weight to us being interested in Tom Barkhausen, which proves that Alan Nixon watches this podcast because we said it first. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what we should say, if anybody, any journalist, budding journalist is watching this thinking, oh, these boys will be in the know in terms of transfers, we have absolutely no idea. We're not a clue. We have no contacts from the club. We have no sources. Um, do not take any transfer rumours from us directly because we have not got a clue. Danny might have sometimes, to be fair. But... I can't believe you've done that, man. I cannot believe you've done that. We've had so much fun with that. If we could have confirmed that somebody was looking at this podcast with a view to getting some sort of tip, we could have had hours of well, I could have had hours of fun. <laughs> anyway. We've got a complaint here for you anyway. Chris Sanderson says he's happy to share. He listened to the New York talk doing his Rodham 10K today. That is brilliant, Chris. Thank you. However, Mick's lack of enthusiasm on rumoured signings on the last podcast didn't help me tackle up the hill finish. So, Mick, would you like to share some enthusiasm about any transfer talk? Well, there isn't any, is there, at the moment? There isn't any. Real, realistically, go on. Go on. you know, there's the, 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 the only realistic rumour with any form of credibility is that is the Ben Wiles one, isn't it? Uh, because as Ben, as um, Danny's just said there, the source, the source is, is is as reliable as you could possibly be in these sets of circumstances, which is pretty unreliable. But um, yeah, I mean, it'd be a good move for Ben Wilde, particularly if they get promoted. If they don't get promoted, it'd be a crap move for him, quite frankly. Uh, it'd just be a sideways move. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see, but they're going to have to dig their hands deep to get Ben Wilde's. I'm, I would argue, very deep. Sorry, I would I would go so far as to say that if they don't get promoted, they're not going to be able to afford him. Okay. Lewis, if you had to put a random valuation, that's all we can really put on people like that now <laughs> is a random valuation. What would you say is, what's Ben Wilds' valuation in, in current money? I don't know, it's a tough one. I don't know, when does his contract expire? He's got another year, at least another year, which we could have an extension knowing that. Knowing us, it might have another, you know, another year on it, if you know what I mean, to yeah. extend. I don't know. At least a year. Well, they got, if we just look talking stats, we were involved in 17 goals last year in League One. It so, yeah. is 23, is it? 22? 23, 23 now, yeah. 23. Yeah. So you look, you, you've got to be looking at about 5 million, aren't you? Off the mm-hmm. top of the head. Yeah. Uh, to even think about it. And have they got that kind of money? I'm not too sure, especially if they don't go up. Mm. Um, and like like we said earlier, if, if they do go up, I can't see them talking Ben Wilder with someone with more uh, more experience, maybe. But um, the big old move for potentially for him, mm. um, well done, Crubble and all that. But that's it's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> no. Uh, Shell Stones has also been watched by Forest. He's linked with Luton quite a few times, but again. 
can you see Luton paying four and five million? They may have the money, but Luton again are a well-run club. I can't see them splashing that kind of cash on a single yeah. player. I think um, their their old team's worth like one point two million or something. Exactly. So yeah. it's yeah. yeah, not with respect yeah. to spend five on one player either. And with Forest as well. I mean, we could be finishing um, in a similar position to Forest a couple of years ago. So would mm-hmm. Wales really want to just move to Nottingham Forest? I know they're in the playoffs and such, but you know. Mm-hmm. It, if he moves to a championship, it could be just a sideways step for him because I think Wales really does want a decent crack at the championship in his more natural mm. position. Because last time out, he were moved from pillar to post to fill the jobs, which he did very well in. But mm. this season, I can see him going, no, I want to play in that position and I want to see how I am in the championship with it. And if he says that to Paul Warren, then there's no reason to sell, is there? And mm. from the noises that the club are making, on the social channels, it does look like we're trying to keep hold as much as this squad as we can, because we know they're they're okay enough just with a couple of additions here and there. Mm. Yeah, Ben, thoughts on Wilesy? Uh, if if he went, let's let's go worst case scenario. How big a loss for us is it? Uh, it, it is a big loss because obviously he's, he's our I wouldn't say he's our future, but he's a big part of our team and will and would be. Uh, except for from that, but no, well, that's annoying. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah, he's a big part of the team. But I mean, look at the play, the midfield players that we've brought in. I think we would be able to replace him straight away. He's probably to replace him straight away. Is probably a big ask, but I think obviously it would be a big part. It's Ben Wiles, you know, he, he plays nearly every game. I don't know how many games he's played this season, but you know, he's a very very good player. So, but if he goes, he goes. For me, if he's if he's getting a much bigger wage, and they're going to be in contention for playoffs next season, it wouldn't be a stupid move because it's only what half an hour down the road, so he don't have to move out, he don't have to do all that kind of stuff, and he's picking up a bigger wage and potentially playing in a better team. But it's not a better club, is it? Okay, fair enough. Joseph Robinson, thoughts on the Wiles deal, Mick? If it includes Reg. That takes cash off. That's the problem. Not much, though, does it? Feels like how value Reg at, really, doesn't it? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, the, the yeah, I could see that. I could see that there the, the might be a deal to be done there, but there'd have to be some more money coming our way. Um, and and I just, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it at the moment. It, you we don't know how this transfer market's going to pan out, do we? You know, no. Um, and, and, and clearly, that's not going to start taking shape until until the playoffs are sorted. So who knows? You know, clubs know where they're playing. Um, there's obviously one or two um, deals to be done in terms of club ownership as well. Um, so you know, until all that kind of gets gets sorted, I don't think it's going to start to start to take off. It, it's just that time of year when people like to spread spread rumours and, and speculation because the football's kind of dying out now, isn't it? You know what I mean? Um, for me, a straight swap is a no-no. Because um, much as I like Reg, you know, I think I think Ben Wiles is, is as good a player. And we're comparing apples and oranges, aren't we? You know what I mean? Because yeah. um, they're obviously completely different. But in terms of ability and class, that you know, this. I think Ben Wiles probably shades it for me. I, I know it might be controversial, I don't know, but and I am biased. 
obviously because he's a Rotherham lad, but um, I'd have them both. I'd prefer to keep them both, thanks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, John Morrell, the Birmingham fan, the finance of the Championship, you ain't getting four or five million for him. Only clubs with any money real to spend as the parachute teams. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't disagree with that, but at the same time, that's fine. Then he's going nowhere. Well, yeah. It's yeah. Far better for, yeah, far better for us, isn't it, that? Yeah. Put that price tag on him. Nobody wants him. Happy days. See you later. Mm. Yeah. And John Bieber says, Tony and Warney won't sell unless it's big money. Miles Wiles, he may want to go for the wages, but the club won't want to sell. Yeah. I think that's where we are, realistically. Um, John Oxley wants to give a shout out to the club. He says, I want to give a big shout out to the club and what a fantastic evening they put on Thursday for his son signing his contract within the Nines next season. They also let the foundation group play on the pitch Tuesday. All parents, including some Sheffield United and Sheffield Wednesday fans, commented how good the stadium is and how good, how family orientated the club is up the millers. Yeah, it's just another sign of how well run the club is from top to bottom in it. Um, like him very much. Uh, we have another question from Johnny Adani. Evening, guys. Thoughts on the Barkhausen guy from Preston? Still, we, we talked about in the last episode. Do you think that's just? I don't, I don't know. Do you think you'd put, do we pay any attention to those type of rumours yet? Um, I think they're the sort of rumours where it's nice to talk about them, but we have to remember that as a whole, the season isn't finished yet and contracts and stuff don't actually run out until the 30th of June. So anything that would happen, it would just be verbal and maybe checking their hands, but then even when you've done that, things still can change. Someone can come in and just go, actually, no, we want to offer you this much and they'll go to them instead. I believe that's what happened with Izzy Brown last summer. We'd shook hands and said, yeah, you can come to us last summer, but Preston swept in and, and took him away from us. Okay. Um, no, yeah, exactly. Um, but with Barkhausen, I think he's, he's a player that would do very well under Paul Warren. Uh, it would suit his um, managerial ethos, if we can um, use the big words for it. Um, and he could be a very good addition to our side. It's just the thing of... Would he want to swap mid-table Preston for a roundabout relegation scrap Rotherham? On paper, that's what you're looking at. I mean, we could finish mid-table next season. We don't know yet. That's for another mm. episode where we do predictions and we get to laugh at our predictions earlier this season. But anyway, that'll come in later. But with Barkhausen, um, it's sort of come about so quickly that it's not even on my transfer wall at the minute. I've not had a chance to put notes down about it because we mentioned it as a, yeah, we could fancy him. And then suddenly it's... Um, and a, an official, in quote marks, rumour on Twitter. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, for me, it's just wait and see what happens. We won't hear anything until July as a minimum. Yeah, I think that's possibly right. Um, but then, like Ben, Matt Allah Sunday, I can't remember if we've talked about Matt Allah Sunday being released. Uh, being put on the transfer list by Preston. Mm. Um, I know you were one of his biggest fans while he was at the club, but he's done. He's had a year there and done basically nothing. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have him back. You wouldn't have him back? No, because uh, where would you play him? You would play him over Joe? You, you, it, for me, uh, based on how we finished the season, it'd be him and Wes Hardner's right wing back. It's just an interchange. Well, Chio's going to play central in theory, isn't it? Because that's what in, he did play. It, I suppose. Um, it depends on his attitude. He kind of left the club in a really, in a, not really bad way, but he kind of left it in a bit of a disrespectful way, in my opinion. From what I know, from what we saw, mm. uh, from what we know, but not nah. from what's looking on the outside and 
Probably I'm sure a lot of more went on behind the scenes, but looking at the way he left on the outside, no, I wouldn't have him back. Even though I okay. think he's one of the best defenders I've ever seen. Ever seen? In for of them, in my opinion. I love it. I love you, man. Um, uh, Will Roberts. I can, hear, I can hear the angry typing of keyboards already. Ah, <laughs> love it, love it. Uh, Will Roberts says, Hi, I'm late. Have you seen or spoken the news from Cole Stockton turning down a new deal? Hopefully, all good signs. Will, I suspect for me, this relies on Smith. If Smithy stays, I don't think we'll be seeing Cole Stockton coming anywhere near this club. We don't need another, another striker. But if we do need to strengthen the area, then it sort of makes sense. Sorry, out to Lewis. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Mal- <laughs> sorry, Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, it's like he's unproven in championship level. And uh, like he mm. says, it will be a life like sort for Smithy should he decide to go. Um, I can't see him bringing, with his having Kelly as well. Um, I can't see that happening unless Smithy goes. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mick, as we mentioned, the retained list has not been announced. We assumed it was going to be released, announced Friday. It hasn't. Uh, obviously, nothing gets announced on a weekend. Um, is there anything I would say? No, I would normally ask in this situation, or is it a reasonable concern because X, Y, Z is not, not agreed? But most of these players have got automatic renewals anyway. So mm. there is no need to worry. It's just you, you could see situations where uh, we're trying to offer longer deals than just the one-year automatic extension because we're hiring the leagues, maybe getting better deals, worse deals. Do you, do you see it as well, or do you think there's maybe something else? Yeah. I mean, is there any rush, really? I don't know if there's any sort of time scale, set time scale that you've got to you've got to do this in. You know, we've got players who I would probably argue, with the exception of one, would all be happy to stay if the terms were right. Um, I can't think of another one who would who would want to leave, particularly other than Freddie. If you know if they were offered the right terms, so the club are doing the right thing in my view. Let's get get offers in there for the people that we want, um, and and once we've once we've bottomed that, then we can decide to tell everybody else who we're retaining or we're not. You know, it, it's a bit of a I don't know. Is it? It's a bit of a pointless exercise, really. It's just. It's just more of a. I don't even know what it's for, to be honest. Well, why do they do it? You know, what, the retain list. Yeah, I mean, so, it, so, it, so players can find new contract, new clubs. I accept that. Yeah, but that can be done without it having to be publicly announced, can't it? And it and it will be being done without it being publicly oh, announced. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure there's a lot of work going off behind the scenes to to offer improved deals to the players that they want to keep. I'm sure of that. Um, and until they've got that dealt with, then I don't think they're going to be in a position to to, to, to release a retained list, are they? No. Yeah. I suppose the thing is, if, you, if you're offering somebody a new contract rather than just not an extension, you can't really announce that, if that will make sense, Danny, because you haven't done anything. All you're saying is you're offering a new contract, but we are going to keep them anyway because they've got an extension. It's a matter of waiting game. Yeah, <clears throat> the um, the rumor that I've heard is that the uh, the cut off for at least submitting it to the AFL for your retained list is uh, the twenty first of May. So that's in terms of submitting it, you know, quietly to the the actual mm. people who handle it. But you don't have to announce it until you're ready, effectively, because uh, you've seen a lot of clubs who've gone out early and gone oh such and such offered a new deal, but then he's turned it down. I think that's the case with uh, 
Panchuta Kamara. They offered him a new deal mm. in the retain list and then he turned it down. So maybe we're wanting to avoid that. Maybe we're still trying to cross the T's and dot the I's with a few of them. And that's why we haven't released it because they're still ongoing. Um, I think the quietness does speak louder than people think it does because a lot of clubs have been very quick to announce it. You know, like um, Plymouth were very quick to announce theirs. Uh, Preston were very quick to announce theirs and their complete clear out that they've had. Um, Peterborough were very quick. Um and then we've sort of, I think uh, Wigan are sorting theirs out fairly quickly mm. as well. But then we've just not really had much. The only really sprinkling of proper deal um, completed completed rumours that we've had is A, offering Will Grigg a deal, which has come out in the advertiser, and B, Richard Wood officially signing on. But that's been going on since February. You know, that's been quite the rumbling on since February. Yeah. Um so I, I think it, it hopefully it will come out before May twenty first. I do sincerely hope it's submitted before the twenty first, because otherwise we get fined for it, <laughs> which is which should be a good start. Um, but there's no rush for me. The, the more quiet we are with it, the better I think, because it, it, it to me it means the stuff going on behind the scenes, but we're not publicly announcing it because we want to keep it announced, which is how we do things. We keep it announced as much as we can. And then go, surprise, George Kelly signed on an 800-year contract or whatever. Or Victor Hansen signed for his for his lifetime of his career. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it, there'll be certainly a, a lot of clauses in contracts now. So we don't have to bump up the, um, the wages too much. One of the main ones could be a survival clause. If we're surviving the championship, mm-hmm. this next season you get a bonus, you get a goal-scoring bonus and and such. Um and I think the main big one that we're all wanting to hear about more than anything is the Smith deal and uh, and, see, and see what comes about from that. Because I think as soon as we find out what's happening with Smith, everything will then start into motion again because then you can go for Cole Stockton or whoever and uh, then build your team around a new front line without Smith in it. But if Smith does signs, then I think uh, the focus will be adding an attacker to replace Freddie, strengthening defence a little bit. And uh, and then just on the lookout for anyone who could improve the squads because that's what Paul once said he wants to do. Mm. But for me, quietness is bliss. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree with that. To be fair, right? We're gonna we as we've done in the pre- few, pre- pre- few previous yes, episodes. Yes, yes, yes. I styled that out quite nicely, and you ruined it. Um, oh yeah, We have heard from fans. Uh, on the on the show, so we're going to do that again. Um, earlier today, me and Danny and Mick spoke with Dave, who is a native Australian but a Rotherham fan. Um, so you're going to have a quick ten minute chat from him, and then after that, as finished, when we're back, we will then go through our predict- pre-season predictions and how they went. Uh, so you'll, oh, you'll see me in a few seconds. Thank you. How are you? I'm very very good. Thank you very much. Um, so Phil, everybody, and Dave emailed us a few weeks ago about the show, and I thought the story was very interesting. You know, we often get Rotherham people from Rotherham moving down to Australia or New Zealand, or we're all far away from here, uh, and carrying the Rotherham torch. But Dave, your story is very different to that. You're born and bred Australia, but still a Rotherham fan. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I will tell us your story about you know where where does your passion for Rotherham come? Well, it's just pretty simple. Um, Mum's from Rotherham, so she moved out here in the 70s to finish her nursing. Met an Australian guy from Melbourne, and they got married in Canberra and have lived here ever since. And so 
when I was growing up, uh, followed my dad's AFL team and followed the football team from my mum's hometown. And that's pretty much how it started. I like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, are, you, are, you, are you a football fan in general, or is it just Rotherham United that you sort of picked up on and followed with? Uh, so I'm a sports tragic, so just about every sport under the sun. Um, Dad's from Melbourne, which is the home of Australian rules football. Mm. Uh, and so probably if you'd have pressed me, that's growing up. So I, was, I played it and followed it my whole life. Um, but yeah, certainly um, uh, Rotherham is, is my... Um, well, almost equal favourite team now, which is um, a bit strange considering um, I've grown um, all my life, you know, probably caring far too much about uh, sporting results sort of here and now starting to care. My wife says I'm starting to care way too much about the ones over there as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I know nowadays with the internet and everything, it's a bit easier to follow Rotherham, um, but it hasn't always been that easy to follow, follow the scores from that. that no, I think I was... Telling you in the email that um, you know, back when I was a kid, it'd be sort of the Monday, Australian Monday paper, and it'd be sort of in the back, you know, in the little detail columns, all the, and it'd be just all the leagues. It'd be, you know, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, II, Division Four, and I think we're probably in Division Three most of the time there. And you'd look at the line, and maybe that include a table, maybe not. Um, and, and that'd be about it. That's, that's all you'd see. Um, so that was pretty much it. <laughs> Brilliant. And have you, have you managed to get over 20 games uh, throughout the years of sporting us? I've seen them four times live, um, twice at Millmore, uh, once when I was a kid and I don't really have, um, I was 10 or 11, don't really have too many memories of that. Uh, I only remember my granddad, uh, he's no longer with us um, at that time, not coming because he said they were rubbish. Um, <laughs> the rest of the family went. Uh, 90, in the late 90s, I went to a 2-2 draw with Rochdale at home. Uh, which I remember because uh, I was an adult by then. And then um, was lucky enough to go to New York uh, in 2012. Um, mm. It was a pre-season game against Donny. I think it was like the second or third game. Yeah. Yeah, my cousin took mm. us to that. And then probably the favourite experience was um, I managed to convince my wife that Rotherham's on the way to Italy for our honeymoon, um, <laughs> which it is. Yeah. Uh, and so we were at the uh, Peter Regain um, December 2019 when we smashed them 4 nil, so that was um oh yes that was a good start to the trip that's it yeah so i don't I remember like i so i can remember at least three of those games and it's easy to remember when you've been to hardly any i know nick can't remember any games he goes to but that's i can't remember what i had for my breakfast this morning dave and that's only <laughs> half an hour ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we should let me know the background noise was not people screaming like mixed basement or something. He is at like a, he is at a Ben's NFL game. Um, so just like Michael. Oh, uh, yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> why, why would I, I? I don't really like your uh, your reference there about people screaming in my basement either. I'm not so sure I like that. <laughs> well, there, I had to take it. Apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knock it in, mate. Why don't you? <laughs> um, for the games now, Dave, do you watch them? Do you, do you get up at. Obviously, the time difference is quite big. Are you one that gets up and watches them, or do you wait until the get you get up and watch them then? Uh, so the last couple of seasons, um, because because the games have been important, but it's mm. um, so I, I don't watch them often because it's not on here mm. all that often. I think this season I've seen well, pretty much if they're on Sky Sports, we'll get it over here. 
Yeah. Um, so that's been good this year because we've been pretty we've been pretty good. So I got to see the Wednesday game live, and um, uh, obviously the Papa John's Trophy, uh, and then the um, the Gilliam game was was great because it was actually on at a decent time for me. It was like nine thirty at night start kickoff, which I know you guys probably didn't appreciate the early kickoff, but it was great for me. Yeah. Uh, and so it was you know it was only you know, quarter past eleven when I was screaming when Georgie Kelly scored. So uh, it certainly beats most of the season. Um, certainly in the middle of your winter, it's the, the three o'clock games are on two o'clock till four o'clock in the morning, yeah. Uh, our time, so I'm not not often getting up for that, but um, if I am awake in the middle of the night, um, you know, the first thing I'm doing is on the phone checking what's going on, and I've been dragged into too many tents, sort of just checking the phone. It's really sad, 15 <laughs> minutes of you know, refresh, refresh, refresh. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm personally hoping that next season, that, you know. Um, I'm not feeling the need to get up at two in the morning because we're going to be sort of safely mid-table and not too, not playing as many games of um, uh, as important as we have the last what ten seasons. Spotify, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Danny, what we'd take for just a chilled thirteenth place finish. I know, well, right? <laughs> I, have to, I have to admit, Dave, there's been some absolute crackers on Sky Sports this season for you. I think the five that have been on have been five of our most exciting games, especially the. Uh, Papa John's Trophy final. We've got a flair for the dramatic, don't we? Yeah, I'd, um, that was <laughs> quite late, um, and I think yeah, that was midnight till two a.m. And I was in bed watching, and sort of you know, after two, wife sort of sort of was half awake. It's like, is this still on? It's like, yeah, it's gone extra time. She was like shaking her head, can't believe it. Like, I, so it was Sunday night. I had to work, you know, first oh, Monday morning. So anyway, a bit tired at work that day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, again, because you don't want to be giving many games, I don't know if you're real fans. Do you have any sort of favourite players of current years, previous years? Uh, or is that, again, difficult to, to say when you don't watch that, when you can't watch that much? No, oh, so I, I, um, when I was over in 2019, I asked my cousin, you know, who was the player to look out for, like, you know, who, kind of who his favourite player was. And he said straight away, Ben Wiles. And I don't think he'd done like a hell of a lot. Mm. In, um, and yeah. told me the story, and obviously I think it's a great story. You know, brother yeah. and kid, and you know, grew up through the academy, and you know, scoring at Wembley, and all those sorts of things. So I, I was at work. Um, I'm a teacher, um, and one of the kids came up to me a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he knows I'm into all sorts of sport, and yeah. um, he was telling me about is it Lewandowski that's going to Barcelona, and he was really excited. Or no, I think he wasn't excited. I think he was happy with it. Uh, and he sort of asked, you know, who's your favourite player? And I sort of a couple of seconds went, oh, I think Ben Wallace. And he sort of looked at me like, who's that? And I was like, I'm not going to explain, but um, no, you don't. You see a lot of Barcelona tops in the schoolyard, but you don't tend to see too many Rotherham, um, unless I'm wearing one. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice to just be spreading the word of Rotherham and Ben Wiles, though. I, I like that. Mm. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Mick, have you got anything you want to ask Dave before we let him enjoy the nice Australian evening? I, I, not really, no. I just, I mean, I, I kind of, I, I'm kind of envious because of, of, of where you live, but also, I, I, I guess it can't be easy. It can't be easy following a team from so far away and not really being able to get that that sort of physical connection, you know, by, by getting to the games and, and everything else. So I, I, it's something that we've never experienced, is it? Any of the three of us, really, you know, supporting a team from distance. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's absolute kudos to you, mate, for the effort that you're putting in as well to uh, to get, to get um, you know, to, to, to watch the games at that time in the morning. It's madness. Absolute madness. I love it. Absolutely love it. It's something that you would never expect 
for, for a team of them size, you know. You know, you expect it for your Liverpools and your Barcelonas and, and so on, but um, fantastic. We've got people like you all over the world. It's marvellous. Yeah, thanks, Mick. I mean, I see it's funny, like, um, you, certainly in terms of lifestyle and you know, weather and, and you know, pretty much anything else, um, you've got every right to be envious, but, um, you know, really insane, stupid way I'm envious as well, because certainly that experience in 2019, you just, you know, rock out the house, half an hour or out to the pub, a couple of drinks at the pub, and then, you know, a world-class stadium, you know, watch your local team and you're home for dinner at, you know, six o'clock. It's, you know, it's, um, it would be a fun thing to do, you know, every second Saturday if you're over there, but it's all right. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll take the, the nice weather and, uh, and being able to be outdoors most of the year, I suppose. Uh, I bet you will. <laughs> I think um, one of uh, Rotherham's, Former great players has got that mentality as well, Mr. Adam Lafondre. Mm. Yeah, playing for Sydney FC at the moment. And, um, mm. Yeah, still scoring um, regularly. So, you know, I heard that's great to when he was on and stuff. So, you know, obviously a very familiar name and you know, obviously mm. out here as well. So, uh, yeah. Mm. Brilliant. Thank you, Dave, for reaching out for the email, first of all. Uh, we appreciate that. And thank you for coming on and doing this. We love the band from different stories that they have. And yours is a really interesting, cool story as well. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, thank you. No worries, mate. Thank, thank you, you guys much. for doing this. Because as, you know, as I said in the email, like, you know, 10,000 miles away, it's, this is the sort of stuff that keeps me kind of connected and gets me sort mm. of understanding what's going on. Because as, as you can imagine, there isn't a lot of coverage of Rotherham United in Canberra and any of the local press or... You know that, so <laughs> basically through you guys and Paul Davis and the Rotherham advertiser, that's pretty much how I get my fix. So, <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry, mate. I'm really sorry. There could be something more professional. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you and me make it pretty similar because in in my AFL sporting days, I've been known to uh, not be uh, too kind on the officials. So uh, I share a bit of a <laughs> go on a couple of rants myself on occasion. So. Well, it's, it's interesting because at, um, uh, as we were leaving Gillingham, we bumped into Howard Webb. Um, oh, yeah. I thought he was going to punch me, to be honest, but uh, <laughs> thank, thankfully he didn't. <laughs> oh, you. Right, yes. and maybe if he was still ready, he'd... Uh, he'd yeah, possibly, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's Dave from Down Under. Thank you very much, Dave, for joining for that. Um, Mick, do you want to apologise for your sound quality? on that one because that was terrible you are on mute uh i suppose that's a different kind of sound quality issue <laughs> oh professional as ever hey it were horrible weren't it that it sounded great to me at the time i'll be honest so uh stuff you like, i'm not bothered <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like it uh yeah as as, as Jambiba puts it very nicely nice one dave good to have you aboard the family next time you're over gear give us all a shout and we will look after you yes I should have said that to him when we were speaking, to be honest, but I didn't. Uh, but Dave, if you're listening, when, if you ever find yourself back over this neck of the woods, give us all a shout. We'll have a good day, I promise. <laughs> um, Danny, now it, this is not technically breaking news, but it is something you can talk about, which is chucking, it's just fresh out of the rumour mill, isn't it? Fresh out, fresh <laughs> squeezed. Well, it, it's um, freshly I'm able to talk about it, squeezed, because <laughs> uh, I've known about this one since, well, actually before the end of the season. Now, uh, one of my good friends at Kimmy Park, he uh, knows one of the guys who works at Brentford, 
um, and he sent him a message and he's passed it on to me that apparently, and I say that very, very asterisky, that apparently we are interested in Marcus Fors, the centre forward from Brentford, who was on loan at Hull City uh, for the back end of last season. Um, now, we are now testing the water of do people watch this this podcast and generate the rumours from there? Because if we see it pop up tomorrow, someone's definitely ah. took it from us. Um, but yeah, that, that's what I've heard. Uh, and that might be why we're more quiet on the Cole Stockton front, because we might be pursuing Marcus Fors. Um But that's what, that's what I've heard. And now I'm able to tell you guys about it. So there you go. It's now out in the open. The cat's out the bag, as it were. Mm. Yeah, so we don't. I haven't done one of them fancy screenshots like we did for the other day because I was completely prepared for this. But I can throw you some stats out there for Marcus Fors. His loan at Hull has been less than successful, is all I would say. Um, from a goal scoring point, I mean, that, that is the thing with strikers, isn't it? We judge them on the goals. And he's only got one goal in 11 games for Hull, which doesn't really fit in with the, oh my God, that'd be amazing signing, signing Lewis. But from what I remember when we played him in lockdown, I remember Marcus Foss coming on as a sub and caused us quite a lot of problems. That's, if, from memory, I th- I, that from memory it would be a very good signing, not just from a goal point of view. Yeah, I've, I've seen good bits of him, and I think he got did he score four for Brentford in Cup earlier this year. I think he was against he Oldham. did against Oldham. Yes, good shout. Um, yeah, I think he got in the he might have got in the team of the uh, tournament or something just for that game. Hmm. Um, I know it's against Oldham, so you can't really judge <laughs> a lot on that, but. Um, but yeah, I've seen bits of him, and he looks uh, a good age. He's twenty-two. Um, mm. Yeah, so that should be a good sign if we can get that one off. Yeah, yeah, it should be. Uh, Eleven uh, for so for Hull, the breakdown: eleven appearances this season, one goal, one assist. Uh, he has played seven times in the Premier League this season, mostly on substitute appearances, uh, and has an assist in there as well. Make anything to add on this one? Like I said, the only thing we can oh, I can remember is the game he played against us briefly. And, and it causes problems for I remember. Yeah, I remember. I do actually genuinely remember that as well. Um well, are you? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he fits the bill, doesn't he? Ticks the boxes, mm. you know. Coming from a club like Brentford, he's got championship experience and a little bit of premiership experience, but not nothing of any note, obviously, but certainly championship experience. Uh it comes from a proper club um who who deal with their players very similarly to the way that we deal with ours uh, under this regime. Um, so, and also, obviously, there's that connection with Scotty and uh, and Brentford as well. So, you know, it, it kind of ticks all the boxes in terms of a, of a rumour. It's got some substance to it, you know, um, because of the connection between the clubs as well. So, yeah, I like the sound of it. I like the sound of that. Um, we'll have to wait and see. As, as Danny said, I think, or, or Lewis, I can't remember which one of you said it, it does it depend greatly on what happens with Michael Smith. Um, we'll have to wait and see on that. I'm not massively concerned one way or the other, I'll be honest. The yeah. more I think about it, the, 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 the kind of less I'm concerned one way or the other. Yeah, it'd be great if he stayed, but I think we could replace him. Okay. Controversial, maybe, but... Fairly controversial. Um, maybe the reason we remember him against Brentford is he scored against us. <laughs> New York City. <laughs> Might be why I remember him. Um, but yeah, he's got 11 goals in their promotion winning season last season. So that's not bad. Uh, a Finland a Finnish international, um, which would be good as well. Nice to have another international on the books. Um, ben, anything to add on that one? Uh, 
Not really. That was a long no. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> obviously, yeah, it'd be nice to have another goal scorer. But the thing is, if the thing is right, if we sign Greg, and I don't know what uh, yeah, he's a striker. Yeah. This kid, isn't he? This what's his name? Striker. He's a striker, but he can also play attacking right or left as well. Is he a big? Is he a big lad or is he a <clears> not massive? Well, it's one point well, two this... meters. Well, I don't know what that is. No, that's not. That's, that's I think he's about six foot ish. Yeah. Uh, not massive, no. Um, thing is, next year if we do sign Greg, or even if we don't, Coyote is going to be the, the the main guy, the main output if we sign this kid because he's not someone you can go along to. I don't imagine. I don't think. Mm. Doesn't sound like it. That out that output which Smith has been. Um, so you'd rely, you'd be relying on Coyote to kind of bring everyone together and. Bring it, you know, join attack and you know, hold it up for everyone, which I don't think he's ready for. So it would be a good signing, but I don't think it would be a replacement for Smith, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's possibly true. Although it wouldn't be cheap. Um, from a no. Rotherham United budget point of view, I don't think it'd be 200 grand. Um, <laughs> no, so not at all. You'd be talking, oh, a, a bit, if he came, it'd be a club record sign, whatever the price, it would be a club record fee. Um, but it's exciting. Uh, Mick, do you want a quick gloat about attendances, or you, or are we, are we above that? We're not above it, are we? I think, all right, I, I've got, I, I've thought of this, I've got a plan, right? So we're going to need some help from our listeners, right? What we're going to do is, is we're going to be really gloaty in a second, right? And I want you all to clip it and put it out on social media and see how many bites we get. So we, or between us, between us all, we know we're just winding them up, but they won't get this bit. They won't listen to this bit, will they? Yes, come on, yeah. It's a team effort. This one, go on. Mick, I can hear the whole on. comment section maniacally laughing at this now. <laughs> you, you, you've you've teamed on. me up here, so I've got some prep done for this, and I am. I assumed you would. No, but I mean, you, anybody that's interested in stats, you know, you've, you when you when you look at stats, you've got to give them context, haven't you? Yeah. So it's all right saying that X club has 30,000 supporters every week and Y Club has 10,000 supporters every week or whatever. Uh, that that doesn't really tell the whole story, does it? You know, it doesn't tell the story about history. It doesn't tell the story about size of stadium, size of town, size of this, size of the other, you know what I mean? Um, and it also doesn't tell the story of how many points you get in a season and where you finish your league, does it? Unfortunately, it would appear. Um, but I know the thing that's obviously triggered people... Um, over the last couple of days, which has been, I have to say, cheered me up no end. You know, it's been hilarious. Uh, Paul Davis put out the, um, the, uh, the 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 league table, which I think has been done by a Wigan supporter of percentage of uh, percentage of home crowd attending away games. I have got the figures in front of me if you want to hear them. Well, I know. I, listen, mate. The only important figure, because the point, the point I'm trying to make here, I will make here, is that this gives context to it. You know, this talks about actual real supporters. It, this gives you the indication of genuine supporters of a club that has not not the hangers on, not the glory boys. You know, that come to home games when they're playing a big team. These are these are the heart and soul of your club, um, and, and we finished top of that league. I'm sorry, but that just seems to be how it is. And I believe that Wigan, Wigan also finished second in that league list. Mm. 
So, you know, you can have what you want. You can have a big stadium, whether it's brand spanking new or falling apart, but, you know, you need you need some genuine support. And not, you know, I mean, I can't remember the last time I went to a Rotherham game at night and anybody put the torch on the phone. Didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I've, been, <laughs> I've seen it at a few concerts on telly and what have you. I, I, I might have seen it on X Factor. I'm sure it must have been on there as well. Um, but I mean, if that's your level, that's your level, isn't it? Nobody see the video of the uh, of the song they put over it as well. <laughs> I've seen two. I've seen an Ed Sheeran one and an Adele one over it. Adele, the Adele one's perfect. The Adele one, beautiful. But yes, um, this um, this table that we're all on about clipping, basically the big boys, you know, the uh, the Premier League game in all but name, as Sky Sports dubbed it. <laughs> well, if we look at Sunderland, their average home attendance was 31,426, but their average away attendance was 2,343. So that's only 7.5% of their average home fan base travelling away. Chef Wednesday, they fed a bit better, you know. Home attendance averaged 22,908, good effort. Away average, 2,464, so that's only 10.8% average, right? But the mighty Rotherham United, not the massive, the mighty Rotherham United on top of the list, with an average home attendance of 9,337 and an average away attendance of 1,258. So that's 13.5% of our average home attendance that we take away from home with us. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why we went up and the big boys are still fighting it out. Well, one of them is. Uh, right. And everybody, just clip it. Just share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter. Just share it, it'll be brilliant. It'll fill it week, it'll be, it'll be glorious. Um, yeah, what you need to do is share it with a hashtag obsessed as well. Yeah. <laughs> you get it. That's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed that. Right, let's move on to the serious business of our pre-season predictions. We have five categories. We have the finished position, top scorer, the most assist, player of the season, and breakout players. We will score each round, so whoever gets the closest or the most accurate will then get a point, and then whoever wins at the end will win at the end. There's literally nothing I can give out for that, I'm afraid. Um, so, finished position. Let's go with... So, we've, we've all got each other's as well. We haven't got our own. Ben, let's let start with you. Who do you have? I've got Danny. Okay. So, what did so Danny say was the finished position? But if anybody doesn't know, we finished second. Six. <laughs> Danny said six. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll go next. I have Ben's. Ben, you said fourth. Okay. That's not bad, to be fair. Okay, uh, Mick, who would you get? I've got Lewis's. Um, and Lewis said fifth. Ooh, no. uh, Danny? Uh, I've got Mix, and Mick said first. Mick said first. That's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> That's very he, said that. he said that knowing we won't get first. He just said that to prove oh, yeah. a point. <laughs> well, listen, listen, you can take Nicky out of it all you want. I genuinely thought that we would win a win the title this season. Hand on heart. And I was so <laughs> close. <laughs> and barring the next way on goal, we would have done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Lewis, you must have me then, is that right? Yeah. Best till last minute, Matt. Uh, you've got eighth. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> wow, that's annoying. So uh, that would be because we... that round. 
Didn't win that one, no. We did it before yeah. the um, the signings, before Rathman and everybody else came in. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, unfortunately, Mick wins that round. That's a devastating shame. <laughs> uh, well done, Mick. Um, next round is top scorer. Um, Mick, who did you... I can't remember you had again. Just tell me who you had. Uh, Lewis predicted that it would be one Freddie Lajapo. Okay. Fred, uh, to be fair, second top scorer. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Out of context. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Danny? Um, Mick predicted Michael Smith as top scorer. That's also annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Lewis, so did Epic. (laughs) You went for Freddie. Oh, dear. Ben? Uh, Danny went for Freddie as well. Yeah. Uh, ben, I've got both predictions. You weren't Freddy. <laughs> Danny? Oh, God. Well, um, is this for assists? Uh, no, goals. I've already, oh, I've, I've already said no, goals. Mick, said Smith. Mick, have I not been to you then? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you've done everybody. Lewis said Freddy as well. Okay. So everybody said Freddy except Mick. Yeah. Glorious. You can see I mean, the, I, I mean, I. I think without the drama in January, he might have done, but... Anyway. But he didn't know, Danny, did he? No, he didn't. That's the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, S64 Miller says she'd like to to donate a free sketch for the overall winner. Um, Yeah. Shout. That'd be be lovely. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, Mick's winning the first two rounds, though, unfortunately. Um, Next line is most assists, and I think... I'll double-check this now, won't I? Uh, I think this was Barlatter, well, weren't it? With 10, I think. While we're doing it, I'll, I will, I will double-check it anyway. Uh, so let's start with you, Mick. Who did you have and what did they, who did they pick? Uh, Lewis picked, for the most assists, Chio Benny. Chio. Okay. Uh, cool. Yeah, it's not bad. Benjamin? I'll take it. Uh, Danny Piccio as well. Piccio. Okay, Ben, I've got yours and you picked Mikel Miller. <laughs> wow. <laughs> at one point, at one point, though, he weren't far off, were he? I don't know if we no. remember. I think he was second uh, at one bit. Yeah, he were. He had loads more Piccio at one point, didn't he? Yeah. Um, wow. So that's not a tail rush out then. Um, Lewis, who did I have? Uh, you went Wiles. I don't think that's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll confirm that in a second. Um, and Danny, who's you got? I've got Mick, and annoyingly, he said Dan Barlasser. Oh, my word. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. Should <laughs> uh, we just stop so, now? Yeah. So just, just stop the count now. <laughs> According to Transfer Market, it is not Dan Barlasser. No, that's According wrong. According to Transfer Market, it's Chio Benny. Oh, ten. Yes. <laughs> Get it. Oh wow! So make a bet. Who did you have? Uh, Danny Piccio. Yeah, Danny Piccio. Uh, and so did Lewis. Yeah. Unbelievable. Get in. That is a shot. <laughs> what a round! Get in. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, um, and this fight, the second of penultimate round, is uh, player of the season. Now, this is obviously more, much more subjective, uh, depending on who we picked, with who are the best season, essentially. Uh, so, let's turn the page so we can get it. So, Mick, you had Lewis, didn't you? Yeah. 
Who uh, Lewis didn't get player of the season. Uh, I don't think Lewis managed an appearance all season, uh, but he did pick <laughs> Gambala. So. Good shout. Yeah. Than everybody else had. Uh, Danny, uh, sorry, Ben, who did Danny pick? Uh, Victor. Victor. Okay. Uh, ben, I have yours, and you went Richard Wood. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I do remember this. And do you know why I remembered this? You wanted why? to pick Richard Wood as the breakout player. And I had to talk you out of it. Because <laughs> yeah. he can't oh, be yeah. a breakout player. I don't remember this. Uh, I, remember I do it. not remember The good thing is, Ben, these are recorded. Um, so if you want to go back, you can have a good have a listen. Oh, I've, had a, I've had a howler. I mean, it, 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 it had a good season. Um, yeah, but yeah. Luis, you've got mine. Who did I pick? <laughs> you went Victor as well. Victor as well. Okay. Uh, Danny, who did Mick pick? Uh, Mick picked Victor as well. So we, three, of, three of us picked Victor. Did we think we were going to struggle? And the keyboard going to have to be so busy. Um, although, to be fair, if Victor or Vickers had played all season together, two, they, one of them may have been up for it with the, the defensive record. Yeah. Um, so now it becomes a subjective view. Oh, out of Dan Barlas, Victor and Richard Wood, who do we all think had the best season? Barlas. Richard Wood. Out of Barlas, are in it. <laughs> Not to be biased or anything, but I think... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so going into the final round, we have a tie. Mick is with first two. Lewis jointly second round, and Lewis has the fourth round on his own as well. Uh, so now we have the breakout player. So the idea behind this one, Ben... Is to pick a youngish player. Wait, wait, can, um, I, can I can I just intervene slightly, Ben? Are you drinking mustard? No, it's not mustard. <laughs> no, it's a smoothie. It's not mustard. It's like mustard. It's the mustard in your smoothie. <laughs> no, no, it's not mustard. T- tell me I'm wrong. Oh. tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so, Mick, who did Lewis pick as the breakout player? Uh, Lewis picked JJ. Ooh. A good prediction. Something mm-hmm. to win you the game, unfortunately. I don't think Lewis. Ben, what depends on what everybody else said. Yeah. Uh, ben, who did Danny have? Wiles. Ooh, good shout. Uh, ben, I've got yours. You picked Ben Wiles. Great shout. Lewis, who did I pick? You picked uh, Mikel Miller. Oh, see, if he stayed fit, I could have had that. Yeah. Because he were brilliant at times. <laughs> yeah. um, and Danny, who did Mick pick? Uh, Mick picked Mikel Miller as well. Oh, well. Unfortunately for you there, Mick, Mikel Miller's just cost you the outright game because you can't have Mikel Miller afraid. I would say, out of those, it's got to be Ben Wiles, hasn't it? Danny and Ben both picked Ben Wiles. Yeah. Um, Which, annoyingly, means it's a draw. (laughs) Wow, we actually know a football between us. (laughs) Uh, I sit here as... I, I, we have a, do we have a draw between Mick, Danny, and Lewis? You both, all, both, all three of you, got two rounds each. Um, I'll take that. That's annoying. I sit here with the only one getting none of those categories right. Classic. So, so, so what you're telling me is that the two guys who were journalists and the guy who was supported over me like the longest out of everybody got the most right, and the host <laughs> got the least. What got the least right? <laughs> 
As, as it, when you put it that way, you should have all got it. That's, that's how it should have happened. <laughs> you two have got all qualified professionals. Mick's been watching us since formed. You should know more than me. <laughs> <laughs> no? Yeah, valid point, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've, well I've stuck in with Lakey like, to Eliza like Aussie 2 too, though, haven't I? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, ben, well done for getting the one. The mile to be fair, I should get an assist on that one because last night I had to talk you about pitching picking Richard Wood, so I just oh, an assist on that one. Yeah, well, you can get that's the only point you're going to get in it, so yeah, you can, uh, <laughs> you can go through with that. Yeah, I'm shocked that Chio was the top uh, top assist on that one. The, uh, is, the assist... is that is that included uh, Ireland assists though? No, it just it just say uh, that's just front of the United. No, oh, right. Well, my numbers are what right, it does too. mean is that assist on the last day of the season. Wouldn't you the points on that one, didn't it? It was just for George Gillies' yeah. goal. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant. Uh, I'm just about out of things. Is there anything else we need to touch on? We got. We have got a few minutes spare for any other random topics. I think we've got covered all the Robert United stuff. Mick, you know, you've got any rants you want to get out your system? Do you know Eurovision no, rants for giggles? Yeah, you know it's it's been um, it's been chilled. I've, I've been able to watch playoff games, watch some stupid refereeing decisions, and and, and not get annoyed about it. Um, I'm thinking particularly the Luton game. You know the the referee there got three decisions to make. Uh, the penalty for Huddersfield there in the in the ninth second, which he decided not to give. Uh, the penalty for Luton uh, just before half time, which he decided not to give. Um, whatever it is he did with his hair before he came out, which he decided not to do. Um, yeah, it's been great. It's been wonderful, hasn't it? You know, just watching watching other teams suffer um, and, and other fans suffer. It's um, it's been it's been so relaxing. I can't tell you. What I would say is, from a footballing point of view, uh, I spent yesterday uh, watching like kind of water wall football. So I watched the United Forest game, which. It was a bit of a disappointment, to be honest, um, but nowhere near the disappointment I had with the FA Cup final, which oh, was no. probably two hours of my life that I will never, ever, ever get back. And, and I wish to wish to wish to God that I hadn't wasted that time because that was awful, awful, awful football. Uh, but, I, but then, you know, it, it, it was one of those, isn't it? You know, you wake up on a Saturday morning and say, right, you've got two matches you can watch today. You can watch Liverpool versus Chelsea or you can watch Mansfield versus Northampton. Which would you prefer? Well, let me tell you, Mansfield versus Northampton was a million times better. And that's not an exaggeration. It was a million times better than that dross that those two clubs served us up yesterday afternoon in the game of the FA Cup. What a yeah, but... In the FA Cup, you got to see Chelsea throw a flare in the pitch and then their team still lose during the penalty shootout. That was amazing. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I, I, listen, under normal circumstances, I, I would agree with you, but that meant Liverpool won. So, you know, true. that, that can't be allowed to happen. True, true, true. Um, Paul Brock wants to know our views on the Championship, uh, who will get to the final. Uh, so, as we stand, it was 1-1 Blue and Huddersfield, 2-1 to Forest, although Forest should have been well out of sight. Uh, Lewis, who your who are your two? Uh, I'll say Sheffield. I think they they've got to play better than they did overnight. Um, yeah. I think Forest or Mark Rue not scoring five or six as they could have done quite easily. Um, 
and then Luton and Huddersfield flipping a coin into it, really. Um, mm. Yeah. So Huddersfield's final. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have a late objection to the to the um, assists. When according to Footmore, Barlas Bar- and Wiles sit level on most assists. If you want to go on to BBC, he is right. Barlas and Wiles sit level on assists. But that's in the league. We go all competitions. Um, oh, do we indeed? <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, yes, we're, we're not like Richie Barker. We go all competitions. Okay, so I'm going to ring Kev Johnson and ask him to do me a dummy. <laughs> to do me, a, <laughs> to do me some sort of um, appeal to get me get me a victory. <laughs> I don't think you've done enough, to be honest with you. No, I don't. Can't I don't. see a rant once a week and get something for it. <laughs> no, I don't think so. He's got uh, a flag for it. It's true. Yeah. Essex or Miller says, uh, says all three winners have a picture of your player of your choice. Yeah, let's get him. Very, very kind. Uh, so, yeah, predictions for the playoffs. Uh, you said, you just, sorry, Lewis, I was looking at the comments. You said Forrest and Huddersfield. Huddersfield. So, yeah, yeah. cool. Danny? Um, yeah, I think uh, Forrest and Huddersfield as well. Forrest were far too strong against Sheffield United, but just didn't take the chances. Uh, I think Huddersfield will probably just edge out Luton. Now they're at home. Um, but I'm going to be controversial and say, I think Nottingham Forest will go up. Mm. The thing is, with Forest and United, in theory, whichever of those two gets through to finally, you'd fancy them because they've got man-for-man better players. But they're both mm. bottlers. They're both massive bottlers. And that's when you've got to take into account. If you have look at Sheffield United's player history, it's obviously horrendous. Forest, I don't think, is much better. Um, whereas Luton I think, I think we're, we're like the only South Yorkshire team that's actually got a decent playoff record. I think Johnny won one at least. They beat Leeds at Wembley, didn't they? Um, mm. In twenty something. Yeah. Um, so won two, well, I don't know. Why, I don't know what else they've done. They won, no. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ben, anything to pop in the uh, championship chat? Uh, I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going to go Luton for his final. I'm going to mm. say Luton. Going to go up. Yeah, I like that. I would love to see Kenilworth mm. Road in Premier League. Wouldn't it just be best thing ever? Away fans are going through someone's back garden to get into yeah. the stand, yeah. <laughs> like a Millmore in Premier League, it'd just be the best thing ever. Um, I, I'm going to agree with Ben on that one because you, you, Matthew, of all people, should appreciate the fact that if Luton managed to get through the playoffs and get into the Premier League, then football in symmetry says that Rotherham United will do the same. Because Bournemouth did it. Because Bournemouth did it, Luton have done it. But there are only one club left. <laughs> we don't want these predictions. predictions for next year, then, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I just say that uh, whenever we were talking about winning the league throughout the season, it was always mixed, say, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. And, it is. <laughs> and, and now yeah. he's just come out with that. <laughs> hey, listen, Danny, at the beginning of this season, just gone, I said we'd win the league. Good and point. we were well on target for that. We were well on target for it. I think one of you... Before that, you said we'd finished sixth and we got relegated. We yeah, weren't I did. on course for that. I accept that. That that might have been a bit of a... Um, that was just a sighter. But I like David Beckham's <laughs> first free kick. You know, his first free kick at game, it was just a sighter. <laughs> Watch me from here on in. <laughs> no, Ben did the opposite. Ben got his first prediction last season right and has failed every week since then. Um, yeah, 
That's how it works. Uh, yeah, so keep an eye out on our socials uh, for everything. Uh, S64 Miller says to you three, Danny Mick and Lewis, get in touch with her and sh- uh, through Facebook, Twitter, and she'll sort you something out. Um, we will be back on Thursday with another live episode uh, like this because we want to go talk about the retain list, assuming it's out by then. Um, and then in the following weeks, there will be some episodes coming out from former players. So for this week, we are speaking to Andy Roscoe and Liam Richardson and maybe one other. But they, that's, these will be out in the weeks that follow as things get quieter um, to make sure there are still some fantastic Miller's stuff out there for you. Uh, last shout, anything else anyone needs to talk about? Or are we good to go? I think it's time. It's time. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you all for listening and watching. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please subscribe to YouTube. We'll keep up to 600. Uh, please follow us on Twitter. We're coming up to 1,000 followers on Twitter if you can. That would be it. If you haven't already, do follow us on there. Just stay with Facebook and everywhere else. I think we'll finish by saying congratulations to Stockport County for making it back to the Football League. Our yeah. friends at the podcast from Scarf Pagero, where we spoke to him in the season. I am genuinely very happy that they're back in the football league, a proper football club with a proper fan base and everything else that follows with them. I'm so happy for them. Um, so congratulations. And Miller's fans, we will see you back here on Thursday. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.